get started this morning. Great to see everybody here this morning. All right. Well, Jeff, I think there's music going on. this time and we'll take up our offering give you a couple announcements and things amen brother bj you want to come and ask the blessing on the offering this morning For those that couldn't be here today, pray to be with those that stand before us to teach and preach, that we might be attentive and receive the the message that's given for us today. And just now, we ask you to bless the offering, be lifted up in your Son's name. We pray, Amen. All right, just a few announcements. Um, a couple things going on this. Uh, coming up here. Um, of course, next Sunday, the 26th, we do have the teacher worker meeting at 5. So all of those that are involved in any of our uh, children's or teen act ministries or anything like that, um, we'll have that meeting next Sunday at 5 o'clock. So don't forget about that. Um, and then also the Wiser Society will be having a um, an activity um, on the 28th. Um, so is that next Tuesday? Is that a Tuesday? I think the 28th. Um, and uh, they'll be meeting over in Richmond at, uh, at Little Sheba's for lunch there. And uh, so that will be on the 28th. Um, and then, of course, don't forget about we have several things coming up uh, in the month of March, um, especially the, the youth service coming up on the 12th. Um, and that for our evening service, that's when our young people will take over. They'll do the whole service and everything. And then the marriage retreat and our revival the 17th. Uh, through the 22nd, uh, the marriage retreat that weekend, um, Friday and Saturday, and then Brother Dignan will be starting our revival that week as well. And uh, so just really looking forward to, uh, to some of these uh, things we have coming up. All right. Anyone have any prayer requests we need to make mention of this morning? Anybody have a prayer request, Brother Bob? Very good. All right. Anybody have a question or anything you want to ask this morning? Anybody have a question? Any questions? No questions? Okay. All right. Well, let me uh, go to a question that was asked. uh, uh, In fact, I don't remember how long ago this question was asked. Um, sometimes people text me or email me questions and things like that, and I think it's great. Please do that. Um, obviously, that gives uh, me things to be able to, to go over. Um, but this question was referring to the, the second coming, and, um, uh, of course, we believe that um, we, are, we are looking for what we would call the rapture. Um, the rapture of the church is where 
Uh, Jesus Christ comes in the clouds. He doesn't come to the earth, but he comes in the clouds. Um, just as um, in Acts chapter 1, when he's telling, you know, the angel tells the disciples uh, that as you have seen him go, so he will come again. And so he's going to come in the clouds. And um, uh, then those who are alive and remain, right? All of those of us who are here, who are saved, we'll be caught up together. That's what the word rapture means, to, to catch away. We'll be raptured. Those who have died in Christ, um, they, they will be resurrected. Their bodies will be resurrected. They come with the Lord. Their spirit and their soul come with the Lord uh, in the air, and then the body is resurrected. Um, and then, of course, the, the church is raptured and taken back, back to heaven um, with the Lord. And then, of course, the tribulation period begins. The question that was asked was about the second coming. What about those who are left behind? What about those who are still here on the earth? Um, can they be saved? Um, is there still opportunity for people to be saved in, um, in the, the, the tribulation period? Um, so can, can anyone be saved in the tribulation period? And then kind of a follow-up question with that is, if so, if people can still be saved in the tribulation period, um, then what is the urgency then to get the gospel out today? Right? So if uh, people will still be able to be saved during the tribulation period, um, then you know, if Jesus Christ were to come back today, right, and those of us who are saved are raptured out, um, is it really, do we really have an urgency to, what we'd say, to get the gospel out if people can still be saved during the tribulation period? Okay? So let's kind of let's go back here and um, address kind of the first question. Can, can anyone be saved in the tribulation period? Can anyone be saved in the tribulation period? So if the church is raptured, right, okay, um, let's make sure we're all on the same page. Go to First Thessalonians. <clears throat> First Thessalonians. Chapter 4. As Paul is writing to the church of Thessalonica, and he says in verse 13, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Right? So those who have died in Christ, okay, right? Their, their bodies are here, but their spirit and soul are with the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, the Lord will bring them with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive... And remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. So Paul is saying those that will have died in Christ, they've put their faith in Jesus Christ. They've died in Christ. When Christ returns, now again, we have to remember there are two parts to the second coming of Christ. There is the one part, the first part, where Jesus comes in the clouds and does not come to the earth. Then there is the second part where the Bible says that Jesus comes and he sets his feet there in 
Israel, right? He comes literally to the earth, okay? So there are two parts of the, com- the second coming of Christ, okay? This is where you have some people that believe in what we would call a tri- pre-tribulation rapture, right? There's a pre-tribulation rapture. Some people believe in what we call a mid-tribulation rapture, and then some people believe in a post-tribulation rapture. So in other words, the church is raptured either at the beginning of the tribulation, at the middle of the tribulation, or at the end of the tribulation, okay? Um, Again, those are kind of the three views on it. I believe if we look at Scripture, I believe that the Bible teaches a pre-tribulation rapture. Right, that the church is raptured before the tribulation begins. Okay, um, we don't have time to get into everything about it, but the tribulation uh, does not have to do with the church. Right, the church is taken out. The tribulation has to do with who? With who? With Israel. Right. The tribulation has to do with Israel because the seven weeks of tribulation is the fulfillment of Daniel's prophecy back in chapter 9 of the 70 weeks of Daniel, right? So God is not finished with Israel. When the church, when Jesus Christ established the church, he's not done with Israel, right? Um, and, and so when the church is raptured out, the church is taken out, then God again comes back to dealing with Israel, Okay, and that's where you have that that seven years or the the tribulation period where God is dealing with Israel, that seventieth week of Daniel. Okay, so the church is taken out. We're not part of that. Okay, uh, we're not we're not Israel. There are some people that will try to tell you that the church is now Israel. No, the church is not Israel. Okay, the church is the church. Okay, the church is made up of believers everywhere around the world. Okay. Doesn't matter if you're in Africa, if you're in China, if you're in you know Asia, whatever. Every person that has accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior is part of the body of Christ. Okay, the church. Okay, um, Israel is a nation. Israel is is not made up of people all over the world. Israel is a nation, and so God is going to continue to deal with Israel. Okay, um, so you have this. Uh, this rapture, Jesus comes back at the beginning of the tribulation, takes those who are dead in Christ, those who have died, their bodies are resurrected, okay? The resurrection takes place. Those of us who are alive, so if, if Jesus Christ came back today, those of us who are alive would just be caught up. We don't have to have our bodies resurrected because we're not dead, <laughs> right? You don't have to be resurrected if you're not dead, right? It's only those who have died in Christ who their bodies will be resurrected. Now, our bodies will be changed, the Bible says. Paul tells about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, that in the moment, in a twinkling of an eye, right, uh, when the Lord returns, our bodies will be changed. We'll have a glorified body, okay? Which again is why those who have died in Christ, they will be resurrected so that they will have a glorified body as well. Okay. You say, why is that important? Because we were made in three parts. What are the three parts we made in? Spirit, soul, and body, right? Spirit, soul, and body. That's the three parts that we're made in, spirit, soul, and body. And so one day we're going to have a glorified body. Okay. So Paul says here that they which sleep in Christ will, will 
their bodies will be resurrected, but they, the spirit and soul, will come with the Lord Jesus Christ in the air. Then we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And then Paul says, comfort one another with these words. So, again, obviously, um, this, this rapture is taking place. We're being caught up with the Lord. Um, even, even this really kind of shows you how a, a post-tribulation rapture really would not even make sense, right? Because why would Jesus catch everybody up in the clouds if he's just coming right back down to the earth? If he's coming to the earth, why take us up, meet him part way, and then come back down? Why wouldn't he just do that when he comes down here? Everybody understand what I'm saying? Right? So if, if the rapture is at the end of the tribulation when Jesus is coming to the earth, why would he take us up in the clouds and then bring us right back down? There's not really, there's no need for that. He could do all of that when he comes and sets his feet on the earth. Okay? Um, so... Um, <laughs> I was listening to a, a, somebody explain this one time and, uh, they were asking, um, in Acts chapter one, <clears throat> and again, this is where you have to be very careful to, to listen to what people say in Acts chapter one, right? In verse number 11, the angel says, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven, right? So how did they see him go? They saw him go in the clouds, right? It says, and um, as he spake these things, they beheld, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight, okay? So there's a cloud that takes Jesus out of their sight, okay? And they said, in the same way that you see him go, he'll come again. So I had, was listening to someone, they said that um, when Jesus comes in the clouds, right, that that doesn't mean clouds. They said when Jesus comes in the clouds, that means that he's coming with everybody that he's bringing back, right? And what they try to do is they try to use Hebrews chapter 12, where the Bible says, um, there is a cloud of witnesses, right? There's a host of witnesses, right? Um, if you go to Hebrews chapter 12, um, you can keep your place there in Acts 1 because we're going to come back to that in just a second. But in Hebrews chapter 12, he says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. So he says, well, you see here how this cloud of witnesses, right, is referring to people. So when Jesus comes in the clouds, he's coming with, People, the cloud is, is people, the multitudes of people that he's coming with. What's, what's the problem with that? Or maybe you don't see a problem with that. Maybe you think that's, that's true. I see a problem with that. <laughs> what's the problem with that? Okay. All right. Jesus, you know, the Bible says he's coming in the clouds. Okay. Right. Miss Don. There we go. Yes. He says, as you see him go in like manner, he will come again, right? So if, if that means he's coming with a host of people, that means he had to leave then with a host of people. If he's coming in like manner, that means the same way, right? So again, sometimes people can, and again, he used a verse, Hebrews chapter 12, we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, right? 
So just because somebody uses a verse to try to explain something doesn't always mean that that's what the explanation is, okay? So again, that's where you have to be very careful in listening to some of these things, all right? Um, because he says in, in like manner, right? So the church, and again, I believe the rapture takes place at the beginning of the tribulation, and then God is going to deal with Israel for those seven years. And the church is raptured out because two things are happening in heaven while the tribulation is taking place on the earth. What are the two things that are happening in heaven? Anybody know? Tell me one. What's one thing that's happening in heaven while the tribulation is going on here on the earth? What's that? Okay, you have the marriage supper of the Lamb that's taking place. All right, there's also something else that's happening. Right, the judgment seat of Jesus Christ. Okay, um, and actually kind of reverse. You have the judgment seat of Christ first, and then you have the marriage supper of the Lamb, right? So those are happening in heaven while the tribulation is taking place on the earth. Okay, you have the judgment seat of Christ, and that's where all of us as Christians, we stand before. The Bible says the judgment seat of Christ and we will receive, we'll be rewarded for what we have done for Christ, okay? Um, a lost person cannot be at the judgment seat of Christ. The only way you can be there is if you're saved, okay? So the judgment seat of Christ, then you have the marriage supper of the Lamb, okay? Then after that, then the Bible says Jesus Christ is going to come again to the earth, a second time to the earth, and that's when we will come with him, right? We will come with him but not as clouds. We're coming with him as his bride. And then we come to the earth, and that's when Jesus defeats the Antichrist and, rule, and Satan, and he rules and reigns for a thousand years on the earth. Okay, But in between that time, can anyone be saved during the tribulation period? Can people still be saved during the tribulation period? Yes? One person says yes. A couple of people say yes, Miss Marilyn. My question is, I don't like being down right here. If we've all been called up to heaven, who is he that's released them all? Oh, that's a good question. Sure. Yeah. Um, Brother Corey? Okay. All right. So there are some people getting saved because it talks about them being slain by the sword. Okay. Um, who is who is witnessing? If the church is gone, which is a really good question. So if the church is taken out, then who is witnessing? Who is telling people about Christ? Miss Don. Well, we do have them floating over America right now, you know, so. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
Okay. All right. I thought I saw another hand back here. Joe? So who is, let's answer this first question. Who is witnessing? If the church is not here, who is witnessing? Brother Ross? If the 144,000 aren't just witnessing to the Jews, if they're witnessing to everybody, I would think it would be them. That's exactly right. So you have the 144,000 Jews that are going to be witnesses for Christ. You also have the, the two witnesses in Jerusalem and here's what's, again, think about the day and age in which we live. And people, years ago, people would wonder, how is this even possible? Because the Bible says that even when it comes to the death of the two witnesses, that everybody around the world is going to behold their death. And everybody was like, well, that's not possible. That's, there's no way that everybody around the world can see uh, what's happening you know, in Jerusalem and two people dying. Well, now we know how that's possible, Right. Um, I mean, through the Internet and through all these different things. I mean, you can watch what's going on in Africa and live stream and all this kind of stuff. And so it's very, much more possible. So, again, you have to think you have these 144,000 uh, witnesses for Christ. They're testifying about Jesus Christ. If you go to um, uh, chapter, let's see, is it um, uh, in chapter 7? Um, in verse number three, saying, hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. And I heard the number of them which were sealed, and they were sealed in 140 and 4,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel. And please understand, these are not Jehovah Witnesses. Now, the Jehovah Witnesses will tell you that they're them. These are not Jehovah Witnesses. And again, notice specifically what he says. First of all, this is during the tribulation period. We are not in the tribulation period right now. Okay. Um, this is during the tribulation period. There are 144,000, notice, of all the tribes of the children of Israel. So in order to be one of the 144,000, uh, what nationality do you need to be? You have to be Israeli, right? You have to be an Israeli to be able to be one of the 144,000. And then specifically, there are 12,000 from each of these tribes mentioned, Right? 12,000 of the tribe of Reuben and of Gad and of Asher and of Nephthalim and Manasseh. It goes through. It lists the 12 tribes here. So there are 12,000 12, specifically from each tribe. Okay? Now, again, the, the Jehovah Witnesses will tell you, well, that, well, the tribes of the children of Israel just means the whole world. Nowhere, no time, no how has the tribes of Israel ever meant the world. Never has. It means the tribes of Israel what it means, right? Um, and then if you go over to chapter 14, I believe it is, he's even more specific about who these um, 144,000 are, right? <clears throat> and he says, these are they which were not defiled with women, 
For they are virgins, these are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. They were redeemed from among men, being the firstfruits unto God and to the Lamb. And in the mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Right? So again, you have these 144,000 again. In verse 3 says, They sung as it were a new song before the throne, before the four beasts and the elders, and no man can learn that song but the 144,000 which were redeemed from the earth. Okay? So there's these 144,000 that God is going to seal during the tribulation period, these 144,000. And it says, notice, it says, these are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. Okay? So in other words, there's more stipulations to this. They're a virgin, and guess what sex they are? They're male. Right? They're male. They're not defiled with women, for they're virgins. So these are they which follow the Lamb with us, he goeth, that were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. Right? So here you have these 144,000, and they are witnessing for Christ. Okay? Um, and again, it's specifically, they are, they're witnessing to Israel, but other people can be saved during this time as well. Okay? Just like in the Old Testament, um, God was specifically using Israel, but other people, Gentiles, could be saved as well, even in the Old Testament. Okay? And so you have these 144,000, you have the two witnesses, so they are, they're going to be people that are, and again, notice what he says, these are the first fruits, the first fruits unto God, right? These were the first fruits. Guess what first fruits mean? That means there's others as well, right? First fruits means they are from the first, and then there's others that come as well, right? So there's going to be people getting saved during the tribulation period, Okay. There's no doubt about that. There's going to be people getting saved, Jews and Gentiles, during the tribulation period. Okay? So the church is not there, but there is going to be a witness for Christ. You're going to have the 144,000, and then the, those that, uh, that the 144,000 uh, lead to Christ, then they will be witnesses. And, of course, you have the two witnesses and all that's going on as well. Um, so people can be saved during the tribulation period, right? But here's the question. Can anyone be saved? during the tribulation period. People can be saved, but can anyone be saved during the tribulation period? Miss Donna? Okay. So Miss Donna says that she's heard and that if somebody has heard of Jesus Christ, and then denied, chose not to accept Jesus Christ, that in the tribulation period, they would not be able to accept Christ. Is that what you're saying? Okay. All right. Anybody else? Miss Terry? Only those that have never heard? Okay. Anybody else? Andy? Mm-hmm. Right, those that get the mark of the beast, of course, they they cannot because they are they have already chosen to follow the the antichrist and get they receive the mark of the beast. Right? Somebody else, Corey? No, you don't have to be martyred. I'll get to that in just a second. Can anyone be saved? Now we would say salvation is for everyone, wouldn't we? Isn't, doesn't the Bible say, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved? We would say salvation is for anyone. So can anyone 
be saved in the tribulation period. Yes, ma'am. Um, yes, God is specifically dealing with Israel during this time, but G- Gentiles can still be saved during this time, right? So go with me to the book of Second Thessalonians. The book of Second Thessalonians. Notice in chapter 2, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Notice it says, um, verse number 7, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all powers and signs and lying wonders. And of course, we know this would be the Antichrist, right? The Antichrist is going to be revealed. The Antichrist is going to have power, right? He's going to have the power of Satan behind him. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, watch, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, watch this, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Now, again, notice who he's speaking about here. In verse number 10, with all deceivableness of unrighteousness and them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. So what did they have an opportunity to, to do? They had an opportunity to be saved, and they chose not to receive it. Right? That's what he says. Because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. So they had an opportunity they heard it, and they chose not to, right? Verse number 10, or 11. And for this cause, what cause? Their rejection. Their rejection of salvation. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. Not everybody. Who's the them? The ones that rejected. God shall send them strong delusion that they should be leave a lie, that they, what's that next word? All might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So think about what God is saying. There are those today who have heard the gospel. They have heard that Jesus Christ is the only way. And they've said, you know what? I see what you're saying is is true. But you know what? That means that I'm going to have to I'm going to have to give up some things, and I don't want to have to give those things up. So I'm not, I'm not, going, to, I'm not going to believe. I'm not going to get saved. Or maybe they, maybe they say, well, you know, I'll get saved later on. You know, I'm enjoying what I'm doing now, and then, you know, after I get done with this, then I'll get saved. Right? God says if, and again, this is what he said. The, I, I didn't write this. God did. Right? He says that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. What is God saying? They chose to reject Jesus Christ because they wanted to continue living their wicked lifestyle. They had pleasure in unrighteousness, 
even though the truth was there before them and they recognized that it was truth, they said, no, I don't want to believe that. I don't want to accept that right now because I'm having too much fun. God says that when the rapture takes place and the church is taken out and the Antichrist is revealed during the tribulation period, that those who have rejected cannot be saved. They cannot. So, somebody that's been in church, they've heard the gospel week after week after week after week. When the church is raptured out, they cannot be saved. They can't. You say, but, but I saw a movie once. <laughs> or I read this book that this guy wrote. Ever, anybody ever heard of the Left Behind series? Right? Tim LaHaye, right? Um, really interesting reading, but don't get your doctrine from it. Why? Because our doctrine needs to come from the Word of God. That's where our doctrine comes from. Not from novels, not from books, from God's Word, right? I found it very fascinating, and I, these came out years and years ago. But it was... Um, <laughs> I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's been a long time since I read the books, but I believe it was the pastor of the church. It was either the pastor, maybe it was the assistant pastor, I don't remember. I'm going to say the assistant pastor. Uh, (laughs) I think it was one of them. um, After the rapture takes place, they're like, oh my goodness, I missed it. Oh, what have I done? And what do we find? You know, he's... And the church, and he's at the altar, he's like, Lord, I need to be saved, and, and I need to be a witness for Christ now. And, and he gets saved. Wrong. Wrong. There's, there's no salvation for him. He rejected. He chose to reject. That's what he says. Again, look what he says. Because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. It was there. It was presented before him. Whether it's, a, whether it's a preacher that stands up every Sunday and preaches or whether it's somebody that sits in the pew and, or in the chairs and listens every week, it doesn't matter who it is. If, if they have heard the gospel message and they have rejected and said, no, I don't want that. I'm having too much fun. I'm just going to go ahead and keep living a lie as a Christian or I'm just going to keep enjoying the life that I'm living without Jesus Christ. If the rapture takes place, There is no hope for them, people. There's no hope. Why? Because they chose, and this is what he says, for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. They are going to be deceived. God is going to allow them to be deceived into thinking that the Antichrist is Christ. This delusion That they are going to believe a lie. They are going to believe the Antichrist. Why? Because they believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Can anyone be saved in the tribulation? No. Not anyone. Because there are going to be those that enter the tribulation period who have rejected Jesus Christ, and when they enter the tribulation period, it's over. It's over. You had a question, Ron? So, uh, people that stay their faith and then they go back to, you, you, you see it time and time again, people act 
Well, again, if they are saved, they're raptured out. If they've put their faith in Christ, they're raptured out. You say, well, but he's talking about somebody that says they're saved, but then they go back to the world. Folks, Christians can, can live worldly lives. If Christians didn't live worldly lives, we wouldn't have the New Testament books. You understand that? Why, why does Paul have to write so many letters to the churches? Because we're worldly, right? We live worldly lives, okay? And so what, what do we need? We need correction. We need instruction, okay? So just because somebody is not in church, and, and please understand, I, I don't know a person's heart, right? That's between them and God. If they're truly saved, they're raptured. Now, anybody can say they're saved if they're not Sorry, just because somebody says they're saved doesn't mean that, that they're saved, right? But if somebody is truly saved, they are raptured, and guess what's going to happen? They're going to stand before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ. And that's why the judgment seat of Christ is there. That's what he says, to receive whether we have done good or whether we have done bad. Look, a Christian, somebody who knows Christ as their Savior, but for whatever reason, gets out of church or gets away from the will of God and these things and goes and lives the world, they're going to stand at the judgment seat of Christ. And they're going to have to give an account for what they did. So if a person is saved, they're going to stand at the judgment seat of Christ. They're going to be raptured out, right? Just because somebody isn't necessarily in church doesn't mean that they're not saved, Right? Just because somebody isn't living for God right now doesn't mean that they're not saved. Okay? Um, but if they are saved, and again, that's, that's between them and God. You and, I, you and I can never know whether somebody is truly saved or not. All we, can, all we can do is see fruit. We can see evidence. We can say, well, by what I'm seeing, I think that person is saved. But what I'm seeing, I, I don't think that that person is saved. That's all we can do. We can't know for sure. That's, that's only God that knows, right? But if they are truly saved, they're going to be raptured out, and they will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Okay? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So again, so Israel, God is going to be using Israel to be proclaiming the gospel at that time. Right now, who is God using to proclaim the gospel? The church, the church, right? But at the rapture, every person that is saved, doesn't matter if they're in China, Russia, America, wherever they're at, every person that is saved is taken out. And yeah, who knows what they're going to come up with to, you know, whatever. Um, so every person is taken out. So that's, again, now God is finished with the church, and now God is back dealing with Israel again, and now Israel is supposed to be that spokesman to be witnesses for Christ. That's why you have the 144,000. That's why you have the two prophets, and they will be witnessing for Christ during that time. And that's when people still can be saved 
Jew and Gentile. Anywhere. Anywhere. Anywhere around the world. Yeah, because those 144,000 aren't just going to be in, in Israel. They're, they're going to be going out, right? They're, they're going out and, and still pointing, trying to point people to Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? The 144,000 that are Jews, okay, they're not saved right now. They're going to get saved in the tribulation time. Again, whether that's through God just enlightening them or there, it could be those that are just really, maybe even right now, they're studying the scriptures, they're trying to figure it out, whatever. But those 144,000, God is going to seal them in the tribulation period. So they're going to get saved during that time, and then they're going to start going out and be, being witnesses for Christ like we are today. Right? So then those that they're going out and witnessing to, if they have not rejected Christ before, then those people can be saved. Right? Exactly. Right. Because, see, you have, you have 8 billion people on the world, in the world today. Right? Not all of them have heard the gospel. Right? If, if let's just say for numbers, right? And I, I have no idea what, how accurate this is or not. But let's just say there's 1 billion Christians in the world today. True believers. Not talking about, you know, all the cults and everything. I'm talking about 1 billion people who have truly accepted Christ as their Savior. Okay? That means there's 7 billion people left after the church is raptured out. Okay? I guarantee of those 7 billion, again, I'm just making up numbers off the top of my head, can't give you exact numbers, but I guarantee you at least half, if not two-thirds, have never heard the gospel before. Right? So you're going to have 3 or 4 billion people in the world still at that time that have an opportunity to be saved. Now, those, again, let's just say there's a billion that go into the tribulation period that have heard the gospel and they've rejected. Those billion cannot be saved. But the other four or five billion or whatever that are there, they still will have an opportunity to be saved. Make sense? And that's where the Jews, those 144,000, the two witnesses, they're going to be witnessing for Christ during that time. And that's why there will be those like uh, Brother Corey read there in, uh, in Revelations, there will be those that during the tribulation period that will die for Christ. Because again, the, the Antichrist, the world is going to be against them. And they're going to be those that will be martyred in the tribulation period, both Jew and Gentile. Okay? Um, they're they're going to they're die, right? Um, but the church, the church is not there. Right? And I think even if you read Revelations, if you read chapters 1, 2, and 3, it's all about the church, right? And then what do you find in Revelation chapter 4? There is no church. It's all back to dealing with Israel again. There's no church. Um, you don't see the church late until later on in heaven with Jesus Christ. Is there, they're already there. Yeah, real quick, Corey, real quick. Well, not just the 144,000, but Israel itself. Yeah. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, we're going to have to go. We're already over time. We've got folks coming in. Um, we'll, we'll pick this up next week. So if you have some questions or something, write it down um, or send it to me. If it's still unclear, we'll, we'll get back into this next, next week. Father, we do thank you for your, your love to us, Lord. We thank you for your word. We ask you to just bless in the service to follow in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.